Welcome to Living Life. Today I want us to begin by just asking a very simple question. Do you have money or does money have you? We're actually going to see in our text today that there's this man who is given a great invitation by Jesus to follow him and yet he refuses it because money has a grip on this man. Yes, he had a lot of money, but really money had him. He was in the grips of money to the point where, as far as I can see, this is the only time specifically where Jesus's invitation to become a disciple of his is actually refused. And it's because of money. Now, we're going to really see some of the implications of this as we make our way through this passage. And of course, we want to really focus in on what this scripture says to us because it has a lot of implications for our joy and our eternity of happy tomorrows. So let's have our minds open and our ears ready to hear today's passage. Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 31. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go, sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Then Peter spoke up. We have left everything to follow you. 
Truly, I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children and fields, along with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. So we have this man who approaches Jesus, and he wants to know what he must do to inherit eternal life. Now that is a very good question to ask Jesus, and, and Jesus then takes him to the Ten Commandments, actually the second half of the Ten Commandments, and he says things like, well, you know what the commandments say, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not bear false witness, and you know, the list is there, we know that. And the man says, well, I've done all these things. But then Jesus says, well, here's what you need to do then. You need to sell all that you have, give to the poor, and then you will have life with God. And the man just w took that and, and was very sad. In fact, he turned away from that invitation. Now, what Jesus really was doing here is that he was bringing him to the heart of the Ten Commandments, law number one, right? You shall have no other gods before me. But this man, yes, he had done well with the second half of the Ten Commandments, but he had not given his whole heart over to God, and money was his God. Now, I don't know about you, maybe you are one who has a lot of money, and you know that that can have a great hold on your life. Remember, we asked the question, do you have money? or does money have you? Now maybe the God that you struggle with is fame, you know, it could be fortune, it could be power, or maybe pleasure. Something might be there that's holding you from really committing your whole self to the Lord. Well, I just wanna encourage you to just release that and really come under the authority of Jesus. And that's why Jesus then said to the man, and then come, follow me. Now, what Jesus was giving here was not some optional thought, like, well, you can be a Christian, but then if you wanna be a super Christian, then come follow him. That's not it at all. I mean, Jesus wants us to give him not just our death, but he wants us to give him our life and to really come under his lordship and learn from him how to live and love and serve. But this man who approached Jesus, he now turns away from Jesus. Maybe he wants to go to someone else to get a second opinion. Is there some other way that I can be in right standing and have everlasting life. But nevertheless, 
This man goes away, and now the disciples are a little confused. I mean, in those days, money seemed to be like a blessing, and if he couldn't have a right standing with God, then who can? In fact, Jesus said that it is easier for a camel. Now think of a camel, how big that animal is. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, of course, Jesus, using a rather ridiculous even picture that, of course, a camel could never get through the eye of a needle. I mean, it's impossible. And so, of course, the people are thinking, well, it's impossible. Then who can have this life with God? And that's when Jesus makes the important point. And he says, with man, it's impossible. You see, we cannot pay our way into heaven. We can't earn it or merit it on our own efforts. But with God, all things are possible. And so we see that where Jesus says to, he says in verse 27, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. We can actually have a relationship with God, but it comes through grace. We need God acting in our lives to bring about what we don't deserve and cannot accomplish on our own. And so I just want to encourage you today to look at your own life. If there's something that is holding you down, it's kind of gripped you from really taking hold of Jesus's invitation to come and to follow him. I, I ask you just to release those and just come under that authority of Jesus. And he has a life for you that is for now and on into all eternity. So let's be people who have no other gods before God. Let's keep the Ten Commandments and let's do so to God's glory and our joy. So as we close today, I want to draw your attention to some of the final verses in our text where Jesus says this. He says, truly, I tell you, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. But he also says that along with all of this, we'll also have persecution. You know, as I read these words, I think of when I was taught as a, as a young boy that when I opened a fortune cookie and I read my fortune, to always add the words, in the church. So all these fortunes and then in the church. And as I read this passage, 
how we're going to receive a hundredfold. I think what Jesus here is saying that you, as you count the cost of following Jesus, that you might have to give up like father, mother, brother, sister, and so forth. But in return, in the church, you would be blessed with all of these brothers and sisters, this family of God as you're in church. But he does include the words, also persecution. Let me pray for you at this time. Father, we ask that you would be one who would greatly encourage us to follow Jesus every step of the way. And we thank you that indeed he is our Lord and our Savior. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world and stepping in closer. See you.